things are changing fast in the lending market at the moment. So before we start this episode, I want to note it was recorded on the 31st of March. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. I'm Simon. And I'm Lee. We're all property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting as we often do about anything and everything property. Now, we are standing on the shifting sands of the COVID-19 outbreak at the moment. And again, those of you with open ears will notice that we've also got an additional name, Lee. So welcome to the podcast, Lee. Thank you very much. And Lee, would you like just to introduce yourself very quickly to the audience, just to let them know, you know, kind of what you do for a living, and then we, we, we can start our chat. Yes, yeah, so I'm a director of a company called On Point Mortgages. Um, as it says in the title, we arrange mortgages for people. So we're regulated by the FCA, Independent Hold of Market, and we work significantly with property investors. So about two thirds of our business is working with property investors, and the remaining third is for people buying their own homes who are also property investors because they do need places to live in themselves, um, in addition to quite often the self-employed, first-time buyers, contractors, anybody that needs specialist advice. Very good. And I'd imagine at this point in time, you're getting a, a number of calls. So firstly, just want to say thank you on behalf of Simon and myself for, for joining us. I appreciate it. Probably busy times for people like yourselves, with lots of people, lots of unknowns out there, and people wanting to get information. So, I guess that would be my sort of first question to you, Lee: Is what what's the, the market like for you right now? Are you getting a lot of inquiries, a lot of concerned people calling? What, what's it like? It's it's literally changing hour by hour. There's a new update, or um, there's some new kind of progress to keep update up to date with. Um, very busy at the minute. We're working a lot with helping clients in terms of their own financial situation because it's important that you extend that customer care to your to your clientele. Uh, in regards to customers, a big topic of conversation at the minute is mortgage payment holidays. How are you? Uh, how are you finding the mortgage companies with that? Are, are most of them responsive? There was some very long hold times. I've heard of some people say that hold times have been as long as 12 hours. Um, <laughs> you, always hear, you always hear horror stories about hold times, don't you? But it's, it's a big change for lenders. If you imagine, they're, they're dealing with this crisis as well. They're trying to work remotely from home where possible. And a lot of the, especially the high street banks, they've got old legacy systems, which are difficult um, for people to work from, work from home on. Um, and just like every other business, they're... We've heard of lenders who have been furloughing staff, so they're short in that regard. So um, it was a big shock to lenders. Um, mortgage payment holidays have have always been around. They they come as standard as some products. Um, but as you can imagine, that team was probably not quite as busy as it's been over the last few weeks. So taken some time to adjust. But we've heard some some good feedback. Um, lenders like Santander, um, the, the response has been really positive. And a lot of the lenders who are best handling this crisis have actually moved to maybe an online application form where people can put their requests through online as opposed to uh, staying on hold. Yeah, I know that uh, Halifax have uh, sent me uh, a, a few emails and pointed me towards an online form. This is just my residential mortgage, so it's um, not, not by to let. But, uh, but yeah, so there are definitely some that are being quite proactive about it. My, my personal experience recently, because I know we had a very brief chat last week about surveyors, because I've three remortgages going through all on on uh, sort of buy to let hmo mortgages but the the thing that's now happened with two of those is that they've been paused while the banks and this is one savings bank stroke camp reliance have put everything on pause why that whilst they deal with 
the number of requests they've got for mortgage holidays. So is that something you're seeing that's that's quite prevalent at the moment? Yes, yeah that that was a that was a recent update as of uh, announced yesterday, and they weren't the only lender that that has done that. And I th- I think people can be scared when they hear about lenders pulling out. And at this point, it's important to stress that it is temporary while they deal with this situation. Um, and it, it's it's logical. What I've seen from lenders so far are decision logical decisions that have been made. Uh, and if you look at the situation where they can't carry out surveys anyway, um, lenders can carry out automated online surveys in certain circumstances, but not all. So if you can't actually progress a new application to survey and you have this stack of existing customers who are in, who require your assistance, it makes sense to focus your energies on those customers. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of how I took it. And fortunately, you know, for, for my broker as well, you know, he, he said, look, they're just putting all of these on pause. So I, although, of course, it's frustrating, I think given the environment we're in, we kind of just accept, you know, what we're given because there's, you know, there's a lot of more important things to be concerned about. But my immediate reaction was, okay, it's, it's just on pause. We, we'll just have to get through this backlog. But the, the other thing you mentioned, there were two things was because Last time we spoke, I think my surveyor went out to a property last week, and we may we may well need to date stamp this episode and just caveat it. But he he went out last week. What what's the current situation at the moment, Lee? Are people still allowed to do on site valuations, or is that no longer allowed? I I haven't come across any surveys that have been physically carried out since lockdown so I, I i think it's 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 not just about the industry it's 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 larger than that isn't it and mm. with this lockdown um you know it, there was some confusion initially what qualifies as essential and what doesn't and i think it's pretty clear now that house purchases house house moves should only take place when when absolutely essential because they are considered uh, non-essential at present yeah, and that's absolutely right, and that's the the priority is is clearly health now, and the the second element though, just um, I know we're talking just before we start recording, so I think originally it was the highest loan to value now was sixty percent based on desktop valuations, but I, I've I've heard now that that's gone up to seventy five percent. Is this something you've seen? Yes, every lender in a different situation. So there are certain lenders that can carry AVMs up to seventy five percent. There are certain lenders whose funders will just not allow that. I've had conversations with lenders about potential solutions around this. I even heard one person talk about drones, the, the, the use of drones to visit a property. I think the I don't think the mortgage market is uh, is, is quick enough to uh, to get to that point in a in a couple of weeks. But um, I, I think this this whole situation is making people reassess the way that they do business, um, the way that they can be effective and. I think it might open up some in- interesting conversations in the future about the way that, that we do things. Um, I mean, you, you can't take a damp reading, but if it came down to it, is there any reason why you couldn't, someone couldn't stream maybe via FaceTime or, or video the survey around the property? Because how long do surveyors spend in spending properties if it's a standard valuation for a lender? 20 minutes, maybe. A lot of the work is actually carried out off-site on the laptop, carrying out research on recent sold sold properties. So it's, uh, I, I think, hopefully, it um, makes people consider the best way to go about these matters, and you might even see some more effective changes moving forward as well. Have you seen any lenders taking innovative approaches to to 
the, the problems in hand and and finding other ways to to solve problems. I, I mean, I think at the minute they've just um, they've just been so busy setting up remote working. Like like most yeah. businesses, there's questions around furloughing. The, then the issue comes up. Actually, we can't carry any surveys. How do we get around that? I, I think lenders lenders have explored that, but so far the most immediate solution is AVMs. And then the question is, what what are we allowed to do in respect of AVMs? Can you define AVM? Sorry, just a... it is a is an automated valuation. Uh, so it's it's carried out online and it's based on data. Again, lenders lenders have been able to carry out an AVM for a while. And this is the uh, desktop survey. The, the desktop survey. Or still desktop valuation, yeah. That, that's it. And and typically they're carried out on lower lender values where there's little risk for the lender. If it comes back at a quarter of a million or 200,000, if the loan is 75,000, there's, uh, there's little risk for the lender. And But they're rarely carried out on, on buy-to-let properties. You, you don't tend to get AVMs carried out on... HMOs, service accommodation loans, because multi-units, maybe two flats under under one title, just because there's it's a bit more complicated, there's a bit more to assess. They have to come back with a rental figure figure as well. So you tend to find them on residential properties or buy to lets with lower values. And unfortunately, you've just described most of my portfolio because I've got properties, you know, multiple properties on single <laughs> freeholds, <laughs> mostly HMO. So, uh, so that's that's why it's going to be a, a challenging time for me. But I, I like the wider point that you raise, Lee. Though that it, I think for me, what's becoming apparent is that working practices have got to change. Clearly, in this environment, but a lot of them may well remain changed once we come out of this, whenever that happens. I think that's the interesting point for me, just in terms of the remote working. But what's kind of what's changed for you in terms of the brokering space? I mean, are you are you still busy residentially or with investors? Has has your kind of like daily work life changed a lot? Mm, so, two going back two weeks, inquiry levels dropped by about seventy five percent. That was ahead of the lockdown. In the first week of lockdown, it then doubled from the week before. So there, there doesn't seem to be any any rhyme or rhyme or reason between it. We're, we're still getting inquiries in. I was speaking to an estate agent the other day, and they were saying this was just before lockdown. They were saying the period reminded them of around Christmas time when levels drop, but those that are looking to to do something in this period, whether it be buy a property or, or, or refinance a property. At this moment in time, they're serious in regards to doing it. So you you lose a lot of the of the shoppers, the, the people that are just inquiring, and those that you're speaking to. If they're prioritising their mortgage or, or or this purchase during this time, obviously it's something that they're very serious about with all that's going on. So it, it's changing. We are we're faced with the the big issue that it, it's. I said at the start, we, we do a lot of work with property investors is, as you can imagine, you know, for clients like yourself, you're in a difficult situation at the minute if you if you can't get a survey carried out. So we're seeing a few refinances at lower loan to values, people wanting to maybe save some money on their mortgage. Cash flow is so important at present. Uh, so are people just... actually putting extra capital in to do in order to, to achieve that or? I haven't seen people putting extra capital in, um, but I have seen some, even some some landlords that have had their portfolios for many years, and 
they've left properties on higher variable rates because they just haven't got around to, to, to looking at them or it just hasn't felt like a priority. And all of a sudden, the, the mortgage payment holidays got them thinking about cash flow. Uh, maybe maybe a tenant has contacted them about some potential concerns around paying and they've said, actually, this is the time to get off my variable rate while, while rates are historically low. So that that's something that we've seen. And, and those inquiries are the most viable in regards to pushing them along at the minute you're you're not it's not a purchase so some solicitors are concerned about exchanging and completing at present again because it's not seen as essential and then unsure of how long this will last so a lot of refinances and we're speaking to a lot of people about protection insurances as well um people often forget that most mortgage brokers are mortgage and protection advisors and it's just as important to arrange the funding as it is to ensure that that mortgage is then protected in the long run as well so that's something that we've uh, been speaking to clients clients about a lot you mentioned uh, interest rates a little bit there and of course quite near the beginning of uh, all the, the the current changes we saw uh, a couple of base rate drops uh, first to uh, 0.25% was back to its historic low and then uh, and they took it to a, a new historic low of, of 0.1 percent um mm. has any of that filtered through to anything or, or have people just been too busy dealing with all, all, all the rest of the changes so in in the market they have passed on the lenders have generally passed on the base rate cut on their variable rate we've seen some lenders withdraw tracker products as a consequence which again would have benefited from the from the rate cut. With fixed rate mortgages, we haven't seen huge changes. We've seen a couple of lenders reduce the cost of fixed rate mortgages slightly. I don't know if that's because lenders, with it being an emergency base rate cut, they don't know how long this is this is going to last. But we haven't seen a huge difference in fixed rate mortgages, and it's it's definitely helped those those on variables and and those on tracker rates. We haven't seen a huge difference. In the in the fixed market, do you think that that will filter through gradually, um, or, or do you think uh, the lenders are just waiting to see how long everything uh, lasts for the time being before they make any any kind of decision on on those? Mm, I think with lenders being focusing on service at the minute, I, I think that it might take a while to to filter through if it does, because um, while they're taking measures to stem the flow of business in, I. I don't think they'll be keen on reducing fixed rates at the moment and, and attracting potentially more more business. So I, I think there's a whole load of factors in play and um, the, the cost of fixed money on the spot markets, service, and and we'll see what happens. But I can't see potentially huge amounts of change in the immediate future. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw a post somewhere that uh, the one lender had increased their fixed rates um, since the, the base rate went down. I, I don't know if that was... Uh, someone getting the wrong end of the stick or anything whether whether that did actually happen i didn't, didn't look into the details but. no i've seen i've seen some lenders increase fixed rates as well i i think that when you look across it's easy to group lenders into one category but there are lenders in very different situations they, they have different funding requirements there's different sizes your high street banks are very different to your your specialist funders like land bay and um, and they were dealing with their own individual individual challenges i think the high street banks have more government pressure to 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 pass on these cuts to the to the public 
And I think that's where if you're going to, going to see rate reductions, I think you'll see it in that, in that area. So uh, getting out your, your crystal ball, how long do you think uh, the, the rates are going to stay low? You reckon uh, reckon it's going to be, be a few years before this unwinds? I mean, obviously, we're, we're good, we've got to assume that the, uh, the lockdown and the, the viral impact and stuff is, is probably going to last a few months. I think that's, that's a fairly safe assumption. Um, so then how, how long after that do you think before, uh, before anything's safe enough to un- unroll the, uh, the base rate changes? I, I think it's difficult to say. I I, I know um, this is kind of prediction you make, and then you look back on it and you uh, and you and you find out you were you're completely wrong. But I I think initially that's the way it goes. It's not a problem. It's <laughs> it's, uh, it's assumed that'll be the case. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The um the the only problem in my field is you have to be very careful about making these predictions because people take it as advice and um <laughs> well, we, we should uh, we should specifically say then this is very much not advice i'm asking you to speculate yes. wildly and, and yeah. this uh, this should not be taken as uh, as I, recommendation uh, i i think i think interest rates are, are likely to to stay low and i i think the big uncertainty uh, even in my own business when you look to make a you look to make a decision each day on, on matters and the following day, things have changed again, and, and you're dealing with a completely new set of circumstances and and problem, or, or some good news, you, you know that that's that's maybe come out. So I I, f- I think that I worked through the recession in 2008, and in 2008, you, it, it was very clear what was happening. It was a liquidity issue. Lenders weren't just pulling loan to values or, or delaying valuations. There was lenders pulling out of the market full stop, and you, you had more sense of what was going to occur moving forward. In this scenario, you, you, where you don't know how long lockdown will even last, it's it's very difficult to 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 make any judgments in terms of being positive or negative. Um, I think sometimes you just have to as, assume the worst and, and hope for the best. But it's 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 very different to two thousand and eight, and it's even harder to make decisions because you you don't know just how long this lockdown is going to last and I would imagine a period of three months is going to cause a great deal of suffering in in many areas a a situation where people are disrupted the economy is disrupted for six months is is going to be uh, a huge uh, disaster it goes without saying doesn't it um and I think that's that's the difficulty at the moment I don't I don't know what, what what you guys think about about that you know, I think I think it looks like three months is the minimum. And like you say, it's, you know, essentially what the world, you know, this country has been asked to do is, is put everything on hold for at least 12 weeks. And, you know, that is very hard, as you've, as you've rightly said, I think, to, to make any sort of forecasts or plan. But, you know, I think my mantra internally is exactly what you said. It's let's plan for the worst and hope for the best. But right now, when when everything's on pause, it's not like you can plan for it. Like with a crash, when a crash happens, you 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 kind of accept that you're at the bottom, and okay, how do we work our way out of this, and what do we do to 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 rebuild ourselves and come out a bit stronger? In this scenario, it's you know really really hard to make those plans when we don't know how long we're going to be in it. I mean, hopefully, given what we're hearing, things will improve, but equally how long will it take to get back to normal so yeah i, I would just agree with kind of what you said mm, yes yeah and my understanding you, you know we're, we're in a, 
um, recession, aren't we? But it's it's not a depression. I've been told that the that the recovery is is going to be bell shaped. <laughs> um, so we'll reach the bottom, and then hopefully, once the virus is contained, that that line's been flattened, and hopefully, we we have a vaccine or or, or a cure. I know these things don't don't take long. Then then the recovery will be swift swift after that, and I, I think that's the that's that's the difference between now and, and two thousand eight. Two thousand eight was a liquidity issue. Lenders, lenders was pulling out. The the market was crashing. Prices were dropping. Um, here it's a it's a health issue, isn't it? And and it's uh, mm. and, and it's it's a it's a peop, it's a people problem as as opposed um, to a liquidity issue in two thousand eight and and a pure monetary problem. And and that's where the that's where it's difficult to make make predictions. Yeah, I think it'll be. Uh... I mean, it is obviously a very different situation, and and how it pans out will will equally be be quite different, I think. Um, mm. And I think this time around, we've got a lot more that that we as as people and society and whatever can do to positively uh, counter the, the 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 cause, the problem. So there are um, people making positive changes towards working from home and changing their their business models and, and things and there are um scientists who are, are working on vaccines and better tests and um perhaps um, medication that may be able to help as well so that there's lots of things that we can we can actively do um, and, and hopefully some of the um sort of business model changes and rethinking of of how people approach uh, life and work and commuting and all, all sorts of things. Um, I hope some of that will, will sort of continue longer than uh, than the actual sort of crisis, so we can actually take positive learnings and, and lessons and improvements to the world out of it. Um, so I think that that, that could be a, a nice silver lining to it all um, in the uh, in the medium to long term. Yeah, and that's that's my hope. And you know, rounding this off, hopefully with with greater positivity is is a lot of us are able to use this time and clearly it will be a difficult time for many that are struggling wondering you know how they're going to meet um rent payments mortgage payments and the like but also for you know for me and and i don't know for some other businesses that i'm aware of it's a time of where we can you know take take stock do those things that we we should really be doing in terms of cash flow forecasting rebudgeting think about how we can operate more effectively as and when we come out of this uh, you know period of time and hopefully plan you know my hope is to plan for to create a better business than, than what it would have been and i think you know that that can work on both a professional and and personal level so i think you know that that's where i kind of come out it's like okay let's let's try and use this period to to improve where we can and clearly there's going to be some more difficult times ahead but how can we come out of them better and that's that's kind of where i finish up how are you uh, finding things in your in your business league so you're you're a team of 10 or perhaps more now I, i'm not sure we're, we're a team of nine and and we all work from home so we we have members of staff stretching from worthing to great yarmouth which is unusual spread isn't it but it's, it's the way it occurred so it's a lot of businesses have faced issues moving to working from home, but for us, there there wasn't a, any disruption in that regard. The disruption to our business has, has purely been based on the on the market. The and it's you know we've offered help to those that are 
looking to make that move to remote working during this time as as to how how they can get through it and there's lots of different hacks and there's lots of lots of different ways that you can still work work together as a team if, even down down to little things we, we don't occasionally we won't send each other messages but even just the use of voice notes instead of sending a message where you you, you can articulate more in a voice note and you you can read somebody's read what they're saying better can't you than when it's written down and especially when people are typing stuff out in a rush so th- there's even little workings like that like sending voice notes to each other as opposed to messages which um, can can go a long way that's a that's a small tip but um there's a, there's plenty of more things that we can do and even um you, you know as a business the use of uh video technology we we've um to have a have a client spend time out of their busy day before this to come into your office uh, or for us to to go out and travel to meet somebody and then come back and you've lost that time in travel whether they come to you or you come to them where actually you could be working on the inquiry in that meantime so we've often used um, zoom and and other video features to have meetings with clients and you still retain that face-to-face element which um you you know you you see all the videos at the minute don't you of companies having moving meetings to zoom now and 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 some of some of the funny um clips that are out there um that have have occurred from that but um but you know i think it's making people review the way the way they work and um and and as a business for us the remote working hasn't caused a problem but it's, it's purely just adjusting to those constant changes in the market at the moment yeah i think um i think that's a, a lot of what i i think might uh last after this is people thinking about that commuting time and and the time lost in travel a lot more and realizing that there are alternatives and and perhaps better ways to to handle the the process and save everyone time and save the environment as well so uh, all uh, all potentially good things it also makes you appreciate the importance of your of your network in times like this and the, the it shows you the importance of the people you know and staying in communication with them so we spent a lot of time working with partners who introduce business to us or we introduce business to them and I spent five hours one day just just calling them and saying how are you finding it what's your situation how can we potentially help you in this scenario and finding ways to work together and I, and I think during this period of time you almost have to reevaluate your short-term short-term goals you're not going to hit those those targets that you had in place but if you can find a way to work find a sustainable partnership that you can operate with somebody and and you can and you can help them and and, and they can help you then i i think that's the aim at the minute so i i think it's it's almost got you back to basics of of saying okay who who are the, the key people that we work with let's go on the phone to them let's speak to them let, let's find out where we can help them during this period and likewise they they offer ways in which they can help you because there are some businesses out there that are suffering um you know estate agents are unable to carry out viewings if if you don't have a significant portion of your income from management fees that that's uh they're struggling at the minute um but there's other people who are busier than ever because it just so happens that their their line of work is is needed at the minute i i know a broker who works on international mortgages for properties abroad and he's busier than ever because with interest rates so low on the continent you can fix in for 
20 years, 25 years. So people are taking this opportunity to fix their mortgages in while they're low. And, and he's he's looking for for staff members to, to come and help him during this period. So you, you find out an awful lot just from picking up the phone and speaking to people. And it does take you back to back to basics again. Yeah, I think it's very important to keep the, the lines of communication open and uh, to uh, keep in contact and, and stay uh, uh, connected. Stay connected. That's the word, connected. Excellent. Um, in uh, in these times where we uh, where we have to be socially distanced and uh, in, in sort of physical contact, at least we can stay in touch in other ways. Indeed, and I think being connected is probably a good place for us to wrap it up and um, having taken taken up a lot of your time lee i think just behooves us just to say thank you once again for your time today indeed thank you it's been a pleasure thank you for having me and as per usual please drop us a line if you've got any feedback on the show if you if you want us to ask any specific questions with with the people we've been speaking with or if if there's anything on your mind and the show notes as always will be on the businessofproperty.com other than that, we'll see you on the next episode.